to the weekly worship service from St. Paul's Lutheran Church and School in Bourbon A in Kankakee. In today's service, you will hear readings from God's Word, a message from our pastor, the Lord's Prayer, and a blessing for you and your family. But first, a few announcements about our ministry at St. Paul's. We invite you to join us for our weekly 5 p.m. Saturday worship service at our church located at 348 East Merchant Street in downtown Kankakee. We also hold weekly Sunday morning worship services at 8.30 and 11.05 at our school site, located at 1780 Career Center Road in Bourbon A. If you have any health reasons that might keep you away from in-person worship, please consider one of our alternative worship services, such as our worship page on our website, our weekly WKAN broadcast, and through our Facebook stream. You may also request an audio copy or opt for our podcast. All worship services and church information are available on our website at stpaulslutheran.net. The latest information on our response to the pandemic is available by clicking the COVID-19 tab at the top of the page. For more information about St. Paul's Lutheran Church and School, please call the church office at 815-932-0312. And now we pray that you are blessed by the Word of God in today's worship. reading this morning is from the book of Acts, the account of Pentecost. When the day of Pentecost came, they were all together in one place. Suddenly, a sound like the blowing of a violent wind came from heaven and filled the whole house where they were sitting. They saw what seemed to be tongues of fire that separated and came to rest on each of them. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit enabled them. 
Now there were staying in Jerusalem, God-fearing Jews from every nation under heaven. When they heard this sound, a crowd came together in bewilderment, because each one heard them speaking in his own language. Utterly amazed, they asked, Are not all of these men who are speaking Galileans? And how is it that each of us hears them in his own native language? Parthians, Medes, and Elamites, residents of Mesopotamia, Judea, and Cappadocia, Pontus, and Asia, Phrygia, and Pamphylia, Egypt, and the parts of Libya near Cyrene, visitors from Rome, both Jews and converts to Judaism, Cretans and Arabs. We hear them declaring the wonders of God in our own tongues. Amazed and perplexed, they ask one another, What does this mean? Some, however, made fun of them and said, They have had too much wine. And Peter stood up with the eleven, raised his voice, and addressed the crowd. Fellow Jews, and all of you who live in Jerusalem, let me explain this to you. Listen carefully to what I say. These men are not drunk, as you suppose. It's only nine in the morning. No, this is what was spoken by the prophet Joel. In the last days, God says, I will pour out my spirit on all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your young men will see visions and your old men will dream dreams. Even on my servants, both men and women, I will pour out my spirit in those days, and they will prophesy. I will show wonders in the heaven above, and signs on the earth below, blood and fire and billows of smoke. The sun will be turned to darkness, and the moon to blood, before the coming of the great and glorious day of the Lord. And everyone who calls on the name of the Lord this is the word of the Lord. Please rise. The Holy Gospel according to St. John, the 15th and 16th chapters. Glory, Glory to you, O Lord. And in the, in the first reading, we had that event of Pentecost, and here Jesus talks to his disciples about what's going to happen, who he is going to send. When the counselor comes, whom I will send to you from the Father, the Spirit of truth, who goes out from the Father, he will testify about me. And you also must testify, for you have been with me from the beginning. I have told you this so that when the time comes, you will remember that I warned you. I did not tell you this at first because I was with you. Now I am going to him who sent me. Yet none of you asked me, where are you going? Because I have said these things, you are filled with grief. But I tell you the truth, it is for your good that I am going away. Unless I go away, the counselor will not come to you. But if I go, I will send him to you. When he comes, he will convict the world of guilt in regard to sin and righteousness and judgment. In regard to sin, because men do not believe in me. In regard to righteousness, because I am going to the Father where you can see me no longer. And in regard to judgment, because the prince of this world now stands condemned. I have much more to say to you, more than you can now bear. But when he, the spirit of truth, comes, he will guide you into all truth. He will not speak on his own. He will speak only what he hears, and he will tell you what is yet to come. He will bring glory to me by taking from what is mine and making it known to you. All that belongs to the Father is mine. That is why I said the Spirit will take from what is mine and make it known to you. In a little while, you will see me no, longer, see me no more, and then after a little while, 
you will see me. This is the Gospel of the Lord. May God's grace, mercy, and peace be yours today in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. The text for the message comes from our first reading from Acts chapter 2. Let's pray. Come, Holy Spirit, fill the hearts of the faithful and kindle in them the fire of your love. Bless us as we gather around your word. And may the words of my mouth, may the meditations of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, our Maker and our Redeemer. Amen. This morning we heard, when the day of Pentecost came, they were all together in one place. Suddenly a sound like the, wind, like the blowing of a violent wind came from heaven and filled the whole house where they were sitting. They saw what seemed to be tongues of fire that separated and came to rest on each of them. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues or languages as the Spirit enabled them. Start reading our text. There's a period of uh, human history called the Dark Ages or Middle Ages, and it was from about the fifth century, and it continued on for about five or six hundred years. And it was a pretty difficult time for civilization. Uh, food was scarce, and and Western civilization was having was hanging by a thread. But the one bright spot was was the local church, especially the cathedrals in Europe. Building cathedrals, even in a small town, uh, gave work to thousands of people, and, and these buildings became the, the centers of life, right? Uh, the, the, the cultural, social, and spiritual centers of life. There were murals, there were stained glass windows uh, like we have downtown, uh, there were sculptures and pageantry, all helped uh, teach the great truths of Scripture in a time when very few people could read. With that in mind, some of the cathedrals were really built to impress upon the people uh, the meaning of a lot of things, but especially Pentecost, this celebration. And if you can think of those great cathedrals, great domed ceilings that were in there and richly painted ceilings, there are a number of little carefully disguised doors, uh, sometimes called Holy Spirit holes, <laughs> you'll find out in a minute. You see, uh, during worship on Pentecost, when the whole town was gathered in the cathedral, some parishioners were drafted <laughs> to climb up on top of the cathedral on the roof, uh, and at the appropriate moment during the liturgy, 
they would release a live dove through one of those doors in the ceiling. And the dove would swoop down over the congregation as a, a living symbol of the presence of the Holy Spirit. At the same time, the choir boys would make this uh, whooshing noise uh, and the doors of the ceiling would be open again. And, and this time, buckets of rose petals would uh, be showered down upon the congregation, symbolizing the tongues of flame falling on the worshipers below. You imagine that made quite an impact on people. Uh, and, and really for those that were living in those, those medieval Christians, may not have been able to read about Pentecost from the Bible. Nevertheless, that visual demonstration made a lasting impression. Now, we don't have any trap doors in here, all right? Uh, no, no, we don't, you don't have to worry about any kind of dove come swooping down on you this morning. Uh, but, uh, but like those medieval Christians, we need to be reminded how important the Holy Spirit is. Because a lot of times we're conditioned by our entertainment choices today, aren't we? A lot of times we feel just because of everything moves so fast in our world today, a lot of times we think that, that, that life in the church, it, well, it's just rather boring because we can't go from one thing to the next. Uh, we look at our own efforts sometimes, uh, reaching out to others with the comfort of God's word, and we find that we're inadequate in comparison to others. Or maybe we lost this urgency to tell other people about Jesus when we are facing our own hardships in life. Be it, but it's then, and, and especially then, when we need to be reminded that God has sent us his Holy Spirit. We need to be reminded that God has provided us the help that we need to be those channels of his love and grace into a world of violent and self-absorbed, pleasure-seeking and materialistic culture. Now, the Spirit's described, been described in lots of different ways. The Spirit has been described as like a, a breath that blows away the dust and makes everything clean, or a refreshing cool water to a parched throat, or like a cleansing brush fire that burns away all the thick undergrowth so something new can rise out of the ashes, or uh, like a potter who starts with that lump of clay and molds it and shapes it into something beautiful, or uh, like that spouse that whispering into the ear those reassurances of love and support. Or like a parent guiding and helping a confused child, or like a tour guide who points out, uh, points us in the right direction to see things that we would have otherwise missed. Or like that gentle tap on the shoulder that makes us realize, hey, you know, that's me. I need a new beginning. I need a new direction. And the Spirit's been described as that fierce shaking that wakes us up in the middle of the night reminding us that there really is more to life than earning money or, per, or pushing ourselves into a retired and stressed and depressed. You see, that's what the Holy Spirit does. The Spirit revitalizes, the Spirit renews, the Spirit refreshes, He empowers, He creates, He reminds us, He guides us, He comforts the church, those in the church and those whom He touches outside the church. You know, a couple of weeks ago we... Uh, celebrated the ascension of Jesus into heaven. And while he was here on this earth, Jesus was bound by time and space, right? He was limited to being at, at one place at any one time. But when he ascended into heaven, he takes up all of that divine power, majesty, and authority again. And, and he has promised, as we heard of the gospel reading, promised his Holy Spirit. 
The Spirit would be the helper of those whom he left behind to carry on the mission. The Spirit of God would promote the good news about Jesus and give the followers and the, cur- the, followers the courage to do the things that they would never, never dare to do. You know, Pentecost was never intended to be just a, a once and only affair, right? I mean, today we're celebrating the coming of the Holy Spirit at the first Pentecost in much the same way as those medieval Christians did in those cathedrals centuries ago. But, but if that's all that we're doing, then this celebration is, is no different than Independence Day, right? I mean, today should be different. Today we're celebrating the fact that the coming of the Holy Spirit is a daily event in the life of the Christian and in the life of his church. The Spirit speaks to you and to me, the truth about God and shows us the love of the Father and the self-giving of the Son. Holy Spirit testifies to the truth that Jesus is the Son of God, that he was born uh, in Bethlehem that he, as a human to save us from, through his death on the cross and his resurrection from the grave. Holy Spirit comes to us and promises that, or guarantees that the promises of God in the Bible are true. For instance, when Jesus says, there are those who, those who live and believe in him will never die, they will have eternal life, the Spirit pledges that that is certain and true. The Holy Spirit testifies who we are. We are God's children. We are spirit-filled people. And, and for each and every one of us, our Pentecost occurred when we were baptized, right? In the waters of baptism. We're going to have that at the late service. The joining of water in God's promise, God's word of promise. We're adopted into God's family. Sins are forgiven, reassured that we will spend eternity in the joy of heaven and eternity with our good and gracious God. In baptism, we received the Spirit of God who promises uh, that throughout life's journey, through all the twists and turns that our lives will take, He is always there. The Spirit reminds us that God never gives up on us, that He comforts us when we are sad, that He lifts us up when we are down, that He gives us the power to live as children of God. And through the Spirit of God working in us, God's no longer distant and remote, right? The cross and the resurrection of Jesus are more than just historical events. They're a part of our lives now. Spirit makes you and me realize that God is closely connected to our lives. With the power of God's Holy Spirit, we confess, we proclaim, you know, Jesus, or, or, that, that he is my God, right? Jesus is my Savior. He died and rose for me. We're given faith, faith that relies upon God, trusting God to help us in our deepest needs. That Spirit-given faith moves you and me to be God's holy and chosen people in everything we say and do. Now, there are times that we forget who we are. We let sin and, and not the Spirit affect the way that we live our lives, right? Sin begins to take control, and we fail to show uh, the fruit of the Spirit, right? We fail to show love and joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, and self-control. You know, those qualities are evident when the Spirit controls our lives. Or we may forget that Jesus gave his church some important work to do, to share that love of Jesus with those who need his comfort, with those who need his care, to reach out to those who need to hear that Jesus is the Savior 
and that he gave his life to save them. Or the church may lose sight of his purpose, to, namely to get God's word and promises out, to share it with us here, but also share it to the community in our world. You know, there's a story I read about a, a guide that lived in the deserts of Arabia, and the, the, the thing about him was he never lost his way. Uh, so what he did is he always carried with him a, a homing pigeon uh, and, and had a little fine cord attached to one of the legs. And so when he had doubts about what path to take, uh, he would just throw the bird up into the air, hold the end of the, uh, end of the string, uh, and the bird would uh, quickly strain, the pigeon would strain at the cord to, uh, to fly in the direction of home, and there we go, that's where I need to go. And he'd pull the pigeon back in. Isn't that true for us? Now, granted, we, we're not in control of God's Holy Spirit at all. The Spirit, heavenly dove, if you will, is willing and able to direct you and me in the best way to serve God and to serve others. That Spirit is our constant companion when we're faced with difficult decisions, and He helps us to live that Spirit-filled life as a child of God. You know, it's interesting that the God's Spirit works in, in us, and yet <laughs> we are all so different, aren't we? I mean, no one is alike. We all have our own unique talents, our own unique gifts and skills and abilities from God. Yet we all come together from different backgrounds, and, 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 and we, we can be so different that it can be difficult to, to work together or agree sometimes. But nevertheless, the church continues. The church has survived over centuries in spite of the diversity of the body of Christ, and, and that's what makes the church so special. The Spirit binds us together in order to care for one another, to love one another, to pray for one another, to encourage one another, to help one another. We share the good news about Jesus with our world. Without the Spirit, there would be no Christians, be no church. Without the Holy Spirit, the gospel message would not be known. Without the Holy Spirit, a world would be in a mess, much worse than it is now. Without the Holy Spirit, there would be no hope of eternal life. The Spirit is to the church what air is to every human being. It surrounds us so completely that we sometimes forget that it's there. We, we breathe it continuously without realizing what we're doing. So it is with the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit empowers our lives. He deepens our faith. He motivates our mission and, and demonstrates beyond a shadow of a doubt that God has a plan for all people to know Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. You know, on Pentecost, God's promised spirit descended upon all those gathered in Jerusalem. At our baptism, God's spirit descended upon us. Maybe we've become a little lukewarm sometimes. The spirit wants to work, to work in uh, people of all ages, kids and parents and elderly people. You know, last week I uh, listed out all, all the ways God's Holy Spirit is using us right? Using St. Paul's Lutheran Church and School to share, to share the love, the compassion, the mercy, the forgiveness of Jesus with each other, with our community, and with our world. He wants to work in you too. He wants to work in all of us to make our church 
make us into a church that is living and renewed and, and refreshed and revitalized to, to do his work, to be the church, ready with the gospel, to draw people into the warmth of God's presence. Come Holy Spirit, right? May he use us to share that good news. Amen. Please stand. And now may the peace of God that transcends all understanding guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen. Dear friends, let us confess our faith using the words of the Nicene Creed we confess together. I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and of all things visible and invisible, and in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, begotten of his Father before all worlds, God of God, light of light, very God of very God, begotten, not made being of one substance with the Father, by whom all things were made, who for us men and for our salvation came down from heaven and was incarnate by the Holy Spirit of the Virgin Mary and was made man and was crucified also for us under Pontius Pilate. He suffered and was buried. And the third day he rose again according to the scriptures and ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of the Father and he will come again with glory to judge both the living and the dead, whose kingdom will have no end. And I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord and giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and Son together is worshiped and glorified, who spoke by the prophets. And I believe in one holy Christian and apostolic church. I acknowledge one baptism for the remission of sins, and I look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen.
Dear friends, go with God's blessing this day. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord look upon you with his favor and give you his peace. Amen. Thank you for joining us in this time of worship. From all of us at St. Paul's Lutheran Church and School, we thank you for listening. More worship opportunities are available on our website at stpaulslutheran.net. Just click worship at the top of the page. May God bless you and your family each and every day. And again, thank you for listening. Thank you.